Yes. Yes, that show is by Leah Rimini. Scientology. She left. She used to be a huge spokeswoman for them. And then she found out some dark things about how they separate children from their fa- their parents. And oh my gosh, I got hooked on the show. And I was binge watching it one weekend. And uh, yeah, I drive by the Church of Scientology all the time in Hollywood. Not all the time. But uh, yeah, I am so glad that some of the people that have gotten out of it are actually using their voices to let other people know what is going on. I mean, some families seriously haven't seen each other in 30 years. They have to sign a contract that they will never associate with their own parents sometimes. It's just horrific. Wow. Well, they give you a folder. You have to get a briefcase that only you know the uh, code to. A briefcase? So you go up to the window, to the AO window, and you hand them your briefcase. They scan your briefcase, and they put the materials in the briefcase, and they close it. They turn it back to you, and you lock it. Then you attach the briefcase to your body. I'm not Like a handcuff? No, like with a little clip. Like it has to be... Has to be physically connected to you. Right, so when you go pay, you have your briefcase coming with you. Right. Okay. So you get three case. They go go to the go down the hall and you do your thing and you're gonna get be let into one door and then you're gonna go into another door and then you're gonna go into the course room. That's what it's called. So you go into the three doors, which is whatever it was, you sit down, you open up your briefcase, and you read the material for the first time. The answers. So my mother's sitting in front of me. Okay, she's so excited. Understand that like this is what you want for your kids. Like you're like okay, So when they come back next lifetime, they're not going to forget everything. They're not going to be as fucked up as they were when they were, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's it's really a proud moment, you know? And so my mom's sitting across from me, like, <laughs> so excited. And I'm reading this, that my body is made up of other beings. My body, my whole body, my thoughts and everything are mixed in with these other beings. Thank you, Maria, from Strong Body, Strong Soul. Tell me about the Scientology. That is her comment on a uh, podcast episode where me, Jamie Lee Wise, and James Scott Burnside are talking about Scientology and driving around and over by that area. And uh, after that, then I, I found a little piece with Leah Remini on, uh, the Joe Ro- on uh, this Joe Rogan YouTube channel where she's talking all about Scientology. So that's that's a little piece of it. It was the moment where she finally had, you know, felt like she had gotten to the top of the ladder. And <clears throat> uh, learning all of the answers to her to her cosmic questions. So, uh, this is in fact Inspirato Projecto. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to be going up to Philly Ocean's house. I think I'm going to do an Uber car interview on the way up there then uh, I'll be hopping in in the car with Philly and we will be going to tonight's show in Dana Point at the at the at the uh, 
what do you call it, Stillwater, Spirits and Sound. Just a great vibe there, great vibe there. So uh, I'll be most likely interviewing the guys backstage. I might even record our sound check. Any of that jazz. I know, I know uh, my, my pseudo brother, Paulie Shores, he likes to play his saxophone out there. Um, kind of rehearse it, rehearse through his parts and stuff. So I hope to see you there. It's going to be a free show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going on at 9 p.m. That's all for now. Until next time. All right, we're going to start this uh, podcast with the Uber driver. Hello, are you Uber? Cool. Great, yes, that's me. There we are. No microphone this time. Oh. Good day. Good day. So, how is how is everyone treating you so far today? Is everyone everything good? Thanks God. No complaint. Oh, that's good. Normal passengers, normal persons. That is for us most important. Oh yeah. Um. How long have you been an Uber driver? Two years. And how do you like it so far? Okay, that is only regular job because before that I was used to drive taxi more than ten years. I oh. know this job, yeah. It's nothing changes for me. Oh interesting. Okay, so you worked for a taxi cab company? Yellow cab, I work yellow cab. And then uh then you thought, oh, wait a second, you might be able to make more money just being an Uber driver, huh? Uh, no, same money. No, oh same money. Yeah, no. Just the Uber that's his plus is that when I want I work, when I don't want I don't work, you know, no lease. Oh, yeah. If I don't work, no pay nothing. But in taxi, you must pay mandatory, you know. Oh, but I don't know that. taxi have his own pluses that Uber haven't, you know. Average coming same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Average same. That's it. Much relaxable this one. That is my pluses. So do you like driving? Yeah. You enjoy it? Even in traffic situations? Uh, you know, when you do year by year already, like you found some way how your mind turn off when traffic and oh, bother you. That you know, makes sense. Like some yoga, you know, something like that. So yes. You control your emotion, your that, and that's already coming. Wow, that's a very philosophical and very spiritual way of looking at it. It's like yoga. It's like Zen, right? You're yeah, kind of you, tuning you into must, it. You must yeah, regulate your command, your emotions, your body, you know, your brain. For example, I am uh, writing music and uh, lyrics for Armenian songs. Oh, that's great. Popular. When I coming to traffic, for example, to Orange County, going by four or five, yeah. Uh-huh. Until I go there, that will take an hour, an hour and a half. I can say, half song I already made in that traffic. Very cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so that's you're able to means, make something great yeah, out of it. Yeah, I don't f- uh, bothering about that traffic because my mind or my 
eyes following traffic, everything. But there, going another job. Amazing. I am in my studio, I make music. Some sound, you know. Where can, where can I hear some of your music? If I went to, do you have any on YouTube or SoundCloud? Uh, or? You know, that's uh, not English, maybe one of that's uh, very impo- uh, famous. We have Armenian uh, 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 singers, but with him uh, singing Armenian rappers in English. That is uh, DJ Art. Put DJ Art, DJ is my son. He's Oh, okay. DJ. DJ Art, A R T. Yeah, A R T. Yeah. Uh, DJ Art. Uh-huh. Okay, DJ I will look Art. him up. Oh, and that's you see that song. That's so you two collaborate together, huh? Yeah. That's great. That yeah. is so great, like a family band, yeah. huh? Yes. Now we working about we have five another songs that's in the processing different singers. That's fantastic. But that's uh, already for three months. That's all already that song. Uh, collect about six hundred, six hundred thousand views. Wow! And then when did you guys make that song? When did you put that together? Uh, uh, now that is, you know, that is a new song. I think now some of uh, producers uh, talking with my son, maybe do some popular mix. That's in, great. Base of that, uh, we'll see. Very cool, man. We, we this job like new, like new for that little bit, little bit now going ahead. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. That's great. So you're 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 simultaneously living your dream while you're driving taxi cabs. You are not using this as an excuse to keep you down. Yeah. You're still letting your artistic talents um, continue. Your imagination and continuing to grow your imagination. Yeah. That's great. That, I mean, that's that's just fantastic. My philosophy, uh, I love that uh, American popular uh, that's words that say, if you, life or future, uh, your luck give you lemon, made from that, that's lemon, lemonade. That's right. That's uh, very that's true. Very, I love that. Oh, uh, it's a really, really good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who? You will be giving me money or some another. Say, fuck you, and that's yeah. it. Right, you right. Know? If you can... Yeah. Oh, that's try maybe yeah a little bit sugar and become to lemonade. That's right. Like in freezer, that will be cool lemonade good in this hot weather. You know that's interesting. That's what some people call alchemy. Alchemy. You know that idea of turning um, lead into gold. It's it's yeah. the idea of here's this thing and you're doing what you can ah. with that yeah. and you're making it the best you can. Yes. And it sounds yeah. like. Um, because you are applying that to your songwriting process as well, you're getting a lot of success out of it, it sounds like. Yeah. That's really fantastic. So you're both artistically creating while you are working during the day. That's amazing. So you're getting paid to create, if you think about it. <laughs> you know, just to drive around, get new scenery. Oh, by the way, um, you're going to be pulling up right in front of this brown fence here. Yeah. And so this is, uh, we're, we're playing in Dana Point tonight. We're called Yachtly Crew. I want to give that to you in case you ever want to check it out. Uh-huh. We always play a lot of free, uh, free places and stuff, but it's like uh, Hall & Oates, uh-huh. Steely Dan, Christopher Cross, good old-fashioned uh-huh. 70s uh-huh. Look, uh, soft rock. Uh, this is, uh, okay, this is, uh, what is, the band? Oh, yeah, that's the band. band? That's the band we're the band? in. Yes. Okay, and uh, you... What is that? That is if something they uh, if some uh, uh, 
Well, we play some parties or something. Yes. Like oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But and also, if you ever want to go out and see live music, see. we sing. It's all love songs. It's uh -huh. all '70s and '80s soft rock. Uh -oh. oh, just in good. cruise. Some cruise you can. Um, you know what? Sometimes they stuff. do have us for cruises. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, sometimes they do hire us for cruises. Uh -huh. um, we're gonna do one in March, and sometimes on yachts too, which oh, is always fun. So it was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much. It's so great. I'm going to look for that. DJ Art. Yeah. And then I'll look for the other... Just a second, I can. Okay, I do just a second. That's you, that's pictures. Okay, that's... Okay, 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 okay. Okay. D-J-A-Y-A-R-T. Uh-huh. This is that's, DJ A Y. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of oh, these this songs. Is, oh, this, that's my son. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Spitasi, I go. This is just. Uh, oh. Is that you, Spita Spitasi? Spitaxi? Uh, Spitaxi, that's. Uh, this, 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 this. Uh, this is. Oh, this is. So Eric Shane, this is I go. My uh, producer is DJ Art. DJ Art. Wow. Oh, this is. And you helped put this together? This song? Yeah. This is great. He that's in Armenian, that song he got DJ in English. This is Partis Armenian. Amazing. For party, very good for youngs, you know. That. Oh, this is that's that. great. Uh, this is Eric Shane, rapper. Uh, this is my son. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wish I could talk. I gotta, I gotta get rocking for tonight's gig. It's a pleasure meeting you. Thanks for, thanks for your information. And I'm gonna look for your son on. Uh... Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> you take care. Take care. Bye bye. Five stars for you, he says. Note to self: the impossibilities are endless. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I left my my famed famed microphone at home. I'm out here just relying on my own just relying on my own, you know, just the phone microphone. And uh It's filling up right now. Stillwater Spirits and Sounds. There's a woman named Lisa Guzman. She's uh, the mic. she. I know. I forgot my mic. I, I know. Ah, uh, that was one of the things I forgot on the way out. Oh, I'm hoping this still comes by pretty good. Oh, good, good. The magic box has arrived. Oh yeah, magic box of cards. Look at all these wonderful cards. Oh my God. David Bowie is uh, handing out a whole bunch of cards right now. This is good. This is good. Well, I'm on the band wagon. He is on the band wagon. All puns intended. Oh, yeah. Pun intentional. Just, we're not too per table because you know what? A lot of people have been, you know, putting their drinks on them like coasters. Oh, that's and true. I don't, I don't want nobody's drink on my face. I want something else on my face. Yeah, yeah. You don't need people. This gentleman, uh, Pal Stanley, has followed us here to the Yachtly Cruise now, Show. Get off the fucking stage. How many times I gotta tell you, never show up ever again to one of the Yachtly Cruise Shows? I don't care what you say. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Pal Stanley uh, followed us to the Inspirato Projecto, uh, to the radio show. If you listen closely to that, <clears throat> you can hear that on a mixed cloud. I make up the spirit, people. Pal Stanley is in full effect. He's got his uh, he's got his makeup. Thank God the the uh, air conditioning is running in here because it's it's starting to run a little bit. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, it's human down in Dana Point. He loves it out here in Dana Point. No, I don't. Pale Stanley showed up wearing his swimming trunks too. So and his and his makeup and his makeup. You know what I need I need a haircut, people. He um. See if Pale Stanley got a haircut, you would notice that he only has one ear. So he's got to keep his long hair, so he can conceal the fact that he only has one ear. Uh, the other ear is much less of an ear and more of a thumb. So he, uh, he's like, you know, those rats that have like the ears grown on them. Well, he's got like a thumb growing on him instead of an ear. It's really quite a, a backwards, backwards way of, of, uh, of doing it, I suppose. So we are out here. There's a doppelganger of Pauly Shores sitting at a the table. I'm determined to get a photo with the two of them together. The guy's wearing um. There's a lot going on. Let's just say that there's a lot going on right now. Uh, the venue is giving us free Corona premieres. Paulie, are you appreciate? Uh, are you digging your uh, Corona premiere? I've already had twenty free beers, brah. Five hundred sheets to the wind, brah. Paulie Shaw's stuck in a big boat, brah. <laughs> you can always tell when it's going to be a, a special, extraordinary night when um, Paulie is uh, twenty beers in already before the show starts. Extraordinary. It's gonna. He's gonna be hopping on tables. He's gonna be eating people's food. Hopping into your hearts through your ear holes, baby. <laughs> hopping in your hearts through your ear holes. That's gonna be you. If you come out to see the show tonight, that's what you're gonna be experiencing. Uh, we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna be doing our sound check shortly here, folks. Um, I love it. I love it. These are the peak kind of folks I get to hang out with. These are the kind of folks I get to hang out with. A series of uh, misfits and uh, classy pirates. Classy pirates. Yeah. Check, check, one, two, one, two, one, two. Folks. 
We're going to get back to uh, later on, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we are backstage for a very exclusive interview with Tommy Bowie, guitarist extraordinaire. We don't have the official microphone, however, it will still sound just just as exciting uh, and enticing. Thomas Bo- Tom Bowie, you're, inter- you're interviewing Thomas Gardner Jr. right now. Oh, we're, we're now, we're switching Sorry. gears. Tom, Thomas Gardner Jr. And here we are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and here we are backstage for a very exclusive interview with Thomas Gardner Jr. Uh, and we're going to have him spill the beans about his newest, latest, and greatest band. So, it's gone through a few different uh, titles, hasn't it? Well, not really. I mean, I was—I've just been solo for the doing a solo project. I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been doing that for well, a long time, but solo for like the last three or four years. And within the last few months, I've got a band behind me for the first time in a while, which is cool. And the band is called the Free Ninety Nines. So it's Thomas Garner Jr. and the Free Ninety Nines. Really great musicians behind me. It's really what 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 would you classify if you were to come up with a, a sort of genre or even like a, a couple of different genres that might interact with each other what what would those be definitely like country folk singer songwriter type of thing yeah uh, uh it definitely harkens back to like an older country sound not modern country i'm really influenced by like willie and chris christopherson and john prine and old songwriters of the 70s and uh yeah. Well, anytime I'm in your car, you're always playing like Van Morrison. You're playing like the good, the good old days of like a Jackson Brown. Do um, you need help? Yeah, we need help. Those kind of vibes. Oh, good guy. Okay, okay, we're go- we're going. Where am I going with it? Right, put it right there on those chairs. Do you want me to put that back or no? She can't. Okay. Can we put two on there? Somehow, move that On top of this? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt your podcast. No, that's okay. No, this is good. This is important. That back there is Rob Jones, ladies and gentlemen, that you hear back there in the in the background. It was all part of the artistic process. Not to be confused with the concess. There's no real names used here, and there will be no harming of any animals. No animals will be harmed. That is definitely a true... That is definitely the true story. One of the truest stories. No animals harmed. No, no, you're just fired, Phil. That's fine. After the show. After the show. <laughs> so, Tommy, how many songs would you say you got? Oh, uh... I heard about Sex on the Beach, by the way. Hey. Uh, well, let's see. I mean, like, total? for With the free 99s, we probably have, like, four or five new ones. I have, like, a four-song EP that came out in 2013, and then a... No, 2014. And then a seven-song EP that came out in 2016. So now I have two more songs coming out within the next couple of months. Oh. Uh, which I'm brainstorming a music video for right now. So now, did you be... notice that when you got together with these guys that it spawned... The, it, okay, so the new songs that you're writing, were they kind of spawned from this new 
this new band, well, like the the vibe that you get with these guys, where For you're sure. like, ooh, I can so now you got have new. Like a, we have a really like like I said, like kind of an old school country sound. So it's kind of like, well, the the really instrument that makes it really different is pedal steel, which is a very for those that aren't familiar, it's a very country twangy sounding mm-hmm. instrument. Mm-hmm. It's also like what's used in Hawaiian music, same instrument but different style. Um, so it really like takes like you know just folk or singer songwriter songs and really gives them like a, con- a country vibe, which is really cool. And uh, so yeah, I have been writing kind of with that style in mind for oh, sure. Oh, that's cool. So once and, you were kind of introduced to it, you're like, okay, now you got that in the back of your brain when you're when you're writing songs, like how that could fit in. Into exactly, it. exactly. And, you, and you're like, you know, it's it's cool because you know I've gone through a lot of like iterations. I started off in rock, and then kind of like a rock reggae thing, and then I went into I'm kind of do I was in a folk trio for a while, which is like very like. All right, I gotta go. Yeah. laid back like melancholy kind of stuff mm, with like mm. kind of like Crosby, Stills and Nash type oh. of kind of vibe and uh guys I'm podcasting over here <laughs> for the love of God <laughs> so with, with uh, this incarnation sorry, do you guys Tommy. do you guys have um, this is Tommy's episode? that's right yeah, yeah. this is a Tommy oh, episode oh sorry sorry Tommy our bad <laughs> yeah that's right gosh alright leave him do you, you have just look at the um, white of his eyes? Do, do you have <laughs> look past the pupils? Look directly into the whites. Um, do do um, do you guys have harmonies kind of like Crosby and Stills and Nash? Do 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 you guys all do you have those songs we all kind of singing together? And for sure, uh, I'm big on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. with writing. I don't know, just kind of. I grew up with Beatles, Beach Boys, CSN. That's just so thinking. yeah. All that stuff was like, you know, and obviously in Yacht Rock too, I grew up with. So all those harmonies are like kind the of melodies, like, the I, harmonies, I, the oh I yeah. I can't get away from it. No matter what style I go into, it's hard for me to get away from. Harmonies. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I just that's the kind of, that's the type of music I gravitate towards, and you know anything with like really good harmonies, I, I tend to like a lot. So, uh, so that's what I write. So you're kind of now is writing these songs. You're you're. you're you're kind of basing in mind the strengths of, of each of your, your bandmates at this point? For sure. Sure, I've got a really a really good band behind me. So I have Dave Moore from Bakersfield on Pedal Steel, like we mentioned. He's just an awesome player. Um, I've got one of my best friends, Brad Gage, on the drums, who's mm. he's actually like an actor-comedian and has been like hiding his secret skill of being like an awesome drummer. Incredible. You know what I mean? And finally, I've been like trying to get him out I'm like getting back into That's the music cool. scene because he's you been doing acting. You chipped him out of there. You yeah. got him back out he's there. Very, he's a very successful actor and comedian and host and all this stuff like that. And uh, I finally, I've been, I've been putting the earworm in for years like hey when you're ready it's time for a band and oh, finally awesome. he was like alright I'm ready oh that's great so, that's great uh, is he somebody new from Rhode Island no he's from Wisconsin I just oh. have known him from years out here oh gotcha gotcha uh, through mutual friends and stuff like that so it's uh, yeah he's just a great player and I'm like I'm just the type of person that wants to have friends in my band yeah yeah you know yeah. what I mean like good guys like I don't care how good you are I do care how good you are but that's secondary to me behind like I want to hang out with and write music with people that I care about and people that are cool and like I, you know there's there's a lot of uh, talented guys that are head cases in this town and I tend to stay, stay 
clear of them. Yeah, it's it's you know that's awesome because like if if you're going to be creating music with these people, what's awesome is if you got the good vibe, all that's going to be infused into the songs that you're writing anyway, right. which is then going to get projected out into the audience, which they're going to feel. Exactly. They can also feel the infighting. You know, if there's like right, ah, right. we hate each other, they'll feel that vibe as well. Exactly. So it is cool that you guys all get along with each I other. I once met uh, Mike Durant from Green Day at a bar in Providence. And I said, hey, man, big fan. Uh, you know, I grew, that's another band I grew up with is Green Day. And uh, I said, hey, man, big fan. I was like, I'm, a, I'm an aspiring, aspiring musician. I was just wondering if you had any advice for me. And he said, hey, man, play music with your friends. That's my advice. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, awesome. really? He's like, that's it. He's like, play with people, you know, play with people that you love making music with. And that will reflect itself in the music. And I was just like, whoa! And that's what I needed at the time too. I mean, I was like, uh, were you were you in a band at that time where you maybe you were feeling like you weren't having a very good rapport with your no? It was that or? I was feeling I I was in a <laughs> band I was in a band with my friends and I had been with them for a long time, for like my best friends and I was just like, yeah, okay. I was you know, whenever you're in a band for like seven eight years, you're like. All right, what you know, it's like being in a relationship for seven or eight years. You yeah, know, yeah. you start to be like, you've been in that relationship since high school, like I was with the band. You start to be like, man, am I missing out or whatever? But it was like what I needed to hear. And then uh, for other reasons, the band kind of dissolved. Mm. And I was just, I had been like, I am Los Angeles for a long time. So I was like, yeah, I'm going out to LA. But anyway, yes, making music with your friends. Which, which band was that one again? It was called Someday Providence. You can hear our music on Spotify. If you're listening to Inspirato Projecto on Spotify, you can just head on over to Someday oh, Providence yeah. and check it out. Or head over to my page, Thomas Gardner Jr. That plug is now over. Uh, so you ba- basically, the, you, you, you came out to Los Angeles and that was pretty much why that, that project dissolved? No, I moved out to Los Angeles because the project dissolved. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Of. Like I said, we were together for a long time and guys have girlfriends and jobs and I was on a certain level of commitment not I, I don't want to say commitment but I was on a certain level because that makes it sound like I was more committed than them mm. but it's more like uh, I was just on a different level than them like I was right. ready to go like eat peanut butter on bread and live in a van yeah and they yeah. were not ready to right, do right. That. <laughs> right, yeah, so right. I was like okay well then I'm going to LA and seeing what I can do there and you know LA has been hard in its own right but at the same time there's a lot of when you're coming from New England to Southern California, it's it's a big change. And, oh yeah. You know, not lifestyle, weather, all that. So you're like, you know, I just haven't left. Really what, what is interesting, because like you know, there is a lot of that big fish in a small pond uh, mindsets of those who actually do come out here, because they're from those well, places and, where they're. And that was part of the thing that, like, I was kind of I kept asking the band like, let's move to let's move to the big city because we had like conquered our small pond. You know what I mean? We were the we were the biggest band in the small pond. Mm. We had played a local show that had like almost a thousand people at it, and it was like, and we we had a song on the radio that was getting played in regular rotation oh God, awesome. and zero label interest, zero. I mean, it was also around the time when you know the music industry was in the shit, so like, so that was probably just bad timing too. But you would think like, oh, if you had a radio hit in your hometown that was like, not just played on the local radio show, but played frequently you know oh yeah yeah they're like oh you would get you know and we send it out to labels we you know we set up press packages for ourselves and send it out to labels and all that and we just, you know, <laughs> i guess we might as well just play it in the woods that's kind yeah, of what it feels yeah. like. 
So I was just, that's why I was like, I need to go to LA. It was where, I ha like, if I can make it in LA, then you can make it anywhere, you know? Yes. That's what they say oh, New York. Never mind. Your face yeah, looked really. Your face looked Philly literally Ocean. purple, like you had makeup on it, but it was from that light. Were you wondering? Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "What's going on?" Here? Why is his face also, purple? It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if it was painted right. purple for some it's reason. Right. So, it's right. It wouldn't surprise me. Interviewing. It's right. right. Oh, there it is. The purple. We're on a ten. Yeah. Oh, we're on a ten. A ten? Are we on a ten or nine? We're at nine. Oh, niner. Gotcha. So, have you have you recorded songs with these guys yet? Uh, new sort of, sort of. So, like, I was playing with a lot of them before we officially formed the band. So a few of them have played on my tracks. You know what I mean? Oh, like gotcha, I, gotcha. Um, but a couple of them haven't. But not so the it's official... Like, the official band has not, like, gone in to record yet. But we have a few new songs that we probably... That, that's on the list, for sure. So... Thomas Gardner Jr. and the Freeloaders. And the Free 99s. Well, the Freeloaders, too. Free <laughs> You're the Freeloader, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where you're going right now? Are you going to the green room? Anyway. So um, now, now the okay. So since you already know the steps of getting your other music on there, I'm sure you already got in your brain how to get your new stuff on there. Once once you create. Stuff. Yeah, I mean it's really you know on there is not yeah, that's easy. You just pay a company to do it. It's not like you know it's not really the big thing. The big thing is getting people, you know. I'm all about just creating the art and putting it out there and letting it do its own thing, you know? That song I was talking about that had legs in Rhode Island, like, I didn't, I just wrote it and put it out there, and, you know, we, we recorded it and put it out there and not really, we thought it was a good song, but that, and it kind of just like had its own life. It's weird how that happens. Like, it was just like, we didn't, we didn't go to the radio station and be like, please play this or anything like that. Like, it just found its way to the radio station and the radio, you know, it was a good song. And people, when it, you'll find that when people, with any art, when people find something they're really passionate about, they want to tell their friends. Yeah. So I've always been like, if I don't have that, then my product just needs to be better. And everybody always wants to blame it. Oh, I hear musicians all the time. The music industry sucks now. This, that. Blah, 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 There's blah, There's a lot blah. of excuses, excuses going around excuses, from people. Excuse. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Like, your product just needs to be better. And I'm saying that to myself, too. Like, you know, you know what? I'm not where I want to be. My product just needs to be better. So I'm always trying to make my product better. Well, but plus, beyond that, is beyond making the best thing that you can, like, you got to just put it out there and not worry about it. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, put it out there without that attachment. Without Right. You know, that's the interesting thing is that, I mean, there are tons of musicians you'll talk to and go, oh my God, I love this song, I love that song. And they're like, oh, that's crap. I wish I could go back and do this. And you're like, wait, so this per this song that is inspired so many people, even that person who made that song yeah, is yeah. not even happy with it. You know, so it's like, yeah. we sometimes we are definitely our worst judges. You know, well, we can't for, well, tell. For sure. I mean, when you're, we're when in you're it, creating you know? an art, you can't, like you just said, you can't tell. It's like you're you're in the forest and it's 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 tough to like, really you can't ever hear a song for the first you can't hear your own, own song for the first time ever oh yeah right so it's like by the time it's, the finished product is on on Spotify or on whatever medium it's like everybody else is hearing it for the first time and it's brand new to them but yeah. I you've heard it through all the writing sessions through all the recording sessions through all the mixing sessions through all the mastering sessions I literally you, it's like a thousand times you've heard the song by the time it gets to the to someone's first first listen so it's like you are totally like I, don't, I mean think about if you just sat and listened to a random song a thousand times how would you feel about it after a thousand you know and you're that's like, right that's right you're like oh god 
Sweet, it's like, whole album together, that'd be great. what's up? You guys want to have a cameo on the yeah. Inspirato Projecto? Uh, no comment. Weasels, weasels, they're everywhere. They're like lemmings. They Security. run off a cliff and you follow them. <laughs> it's very true. Every word that's been said is true. Oh. I tried to beat box and now it's in your hair. I spit everywhere. It's in your face. I spit everywhere. It's all over the place. Spit a free flow, Tommy. Oh, free flow, Tommy. Much against spit on the microphone, spit in your face. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard a solo performance by Mr. Paul Lee Shores. Yes, thank you, Misty, for getting Paulie off of my podcast episode. <laughs> I know, it's his wife's birthday, he's back here beatboxing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. By the way, we should mention that we're backstage Misty, at a Yachtly Crew show. Yeah, we are backstage at the Yachtly Crew Show. Back here at Stillwater. It's August 25th, 2018. We're in Dana Point, California, which is in Orange County. That's right. We're at the very popular Stillwater, Spirits and Sounds. Very popular. And uh, we figured we'd get a little uh, Inspirato Projecto sesh going on. Absolutely. Every word that you heard Tommy say has the potential of inspiring you to go out and create your own band, create your own music, to pick up an instrument. Heck, what Paulie just did right there with the bottle. Who would have ever thought that such oh ast- astounding um, inventions could come from that? I mean, he, ma- he made a lot of great sounds off of that. So just that in itself could inspire you to, to just start creating things. Music is everywhere, folks. Inspiration is everywhere. And um, that's why this podcast is so important, because you get to hear the process, what people go through while they're creating stuff. Everybody goes through this stuff. So it's not like a, a genius thing that just it's already in your brain, and then there it is, and it comes out perfect. Every single person who creates something always looks back on what they did, and they go, okay, I could make these little tweaks. I can change this, or For I could sure. change that. I think so. I agree with that. You know, like, 
I have a million things that I would change about every <laughs> song I've ever put out. Yeah, any song I listen to right now, I'm gonna listen to and be like, oh, that part. Oh, should have changed that. Should have changed that. But at some point, you have to just be like, it is what it is. Yeah. It's good. People are gonna like it or not. Who knows? But like, it's gotta go out. It's gotta. Yeah. At some point, you gotta let that little fly bird little fly song. out of the fly out of the. Song. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta start your own life. That's right. Fly, little song, fly. That's right. Yeah, there's this quote from Christopher Nolan who said, your movie is never finished, uh, or wait, how does he say? He says something to this, the effect of like, you never actually release your movie fully finished to the public, you only release it um, as finished as as." It can as be you can put exactly because <laughs> yeah. he's like you're always going to look back on your movies and go ah I wish right. I would have made this yeah. edit different exactly. why didn't I add this scene you know and, and and that's the other thing is like you I try not even to spend too much time editing because by the, like I said I've heard the song a thousand times by the time I'm like mixing and mastering the song my creative like energy is already on another song mm. you know what I mean I'm that's already like, I've it. already done I've already written this song as a writer I'm like I've already written this song like I'm just even the whole recording process to me is like, I love it, but this, once I get to like mixing, mixing and mastering and I've done all the performing, I'm just like, I'm kind of done with it. You know what I mean? Like, I just kind of want to like, go, like I want to move on to other, as a writer, I want to, I'm already thinking about other things. Oh yeah. So, you know, it makes me wonder like, uh, like, is my, you know, do I do my best work if my heart's not in it? Ooh, you know, that's a good way of like, putting it. That's a good way of putting so, it. But that's why I try to like, let the, let the mix let somebody else mix it, you know, and then you send notes and like, I'll, I try not to spend hours mixing with somebody. Yeah, because you so. could actually edit out, you know, some of the stuff that's overproduced, it, it could edit out a lot of that raw inspiration that those musicians first had when they created that song. And it seems like the more editing, the farther and farther away you're getting from that true core of what it is. Does it feel that way to you? Yeah, but I mean, when I say editing, I don't mean a lot of, like, editing the actual recordings. It's more oh, of, gotcha. like, it's more like, you know, you're, you're, met, you're EQing stuff, and you're trying, and it's a lot of, like, to me, which is, to me, tedious work, which is why I'm not a mixer, and I've never really had a passion for it. I'm like a writer. I just want to, I want to write, and I want to record the songs, and then I want somebody else to mix it, and I want yeah. someone else to master it, and then me say, here's what I like, here's what I don't like, fix it. You know, it's like, it's a whole, I tried learning mixing for a while to, like, save money, and then I realized, like, oh, it's a whole art on its own. And, like, I could spend years literally trying to master this. And it's, like, you have to make... In life, you have to choose what things you really want to focus on, you yes. know? You can't focus on everything. So I just decided, like, I'm a songwriter and a performer, and I'm going to focus on... And a guitar player, and I'm going to focus on those three things. And, and so that's your artistic, your craftsmanship. Right. So someone who knows how to do the mastering, it, it is best if you just let that master, right. you know, that person who's good product, with the craft... So I'm going to have the final say on it. Right. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and go to school for mastering. I mean, you know, as people spend hours watching YouTube videos, and all, you know. And if that, if, you, if you're passionate about that and that's your thing, cool. It's just not mine, you know. Something like that could deter someone from actually getting their product out there because they're held up by all of those obstacles, all those roadblocks, sure. so to speak. They're like, ah, I'm just going crazy. I don't like yeah, this. Yeah. And they're like, ah, forget it, you know. And then they it's, just, like, put the song on the side. They don't do anything yeah, with it. Yeah, I... I would recommend to any of my songwriting friends, like, I don't know. If you think you got it down, you can do it, and you're confident, then do it, but 
for me, it's like, I, I, I'd rather just, and it's just better. Let somebody else do it, and then you come back days later, or they send you the mix days later, and you have fresh ears for and it. And then you can be surprised by yeah. it, right? Then yeah, you're you kind of like, surpri- oh, yeah. I'm it's almost like something new. Huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. All those little intricacies, you know, like, okay, how loud are we going to have the steel uh, guitar? How loud are we going to have the, the drums? Oh, gosh, how loud are we going to, you know, all that stuff is and like... There's, there's you, you don't even know, man, once you get into it, there's how much you want to compress it, how much you want to pan it, oh how God. much you want to EQ it, how much, you know, it's just like, and then all the levels, and then, you know, things, they, like, autom- they have, like, automated volume, so it's like things get louder at one point, and then softer, and so you're going through the song, and, like... It's a whole fucking thing, dude. And I have pro- I give props to every dude that's like a mixing guy and has good ears for that and oh, everything like that. It's just not where my passion lies, you know. So have you been able to link up with some of these, you know, like people that you got a good rapport with who can who can yeah, mix your uh, stuff good? I guess I didn't finish uh, talking about my band. So oh, yeah, I have yeah. Lon Miller on bass who who does mixing for me. Oh, good, good, good. Um, and then he we I record and mix stuff at his place. He's got a cool like. Uh, uh, stu- That's helpful studio too. Setup. That someone in your band, your actual band, actually for has sure. And he's a good bass player and everything too. So, uh, and and he's got a good ear for mixing and mastering and all that. So it's cool to have that. And then I've got uh, Phil Luna on keys, and man, he's just a really well-rounded musician. Good voice, can play the keys. Is really good at like knowing what to play when and being tasteful. You know, so. Uh, I'm happy to have you know the band that I do have. Free 99s, man. Come check us out soon. Where, where's the next place you're playing? I'm working on it. I'm working on uh, the next LA show. So uh, I'm trying to find the venue I want to play at. Have you been getting some 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 live recordings of you? Because I think something like that helps with being able to show that stuff to the next venues. Of like, okay, here's what that stage. Here's a a visual representation and sound representation of what you can expect. For sure. Well, that's on the docket for us. We're gonna, we're going to do some uh, like live recording videos. Not at a live show, really, but like kind of like us uh, playing in a studio space or in someone's house, just kind of like a chill out thing. But have somebody record it really good and have a nice little promo video. You got to be able to show people what you want. At the end of the day, you can talk your band up all you want, but people want to hear it, you know. So. Well, that was that was the crazy thing when we played our very very first show. That that see that that becomes. It's like putting a bunch of snowflakes together, then you got a snowball. And then you keep pushing that snowball along, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you can just really avalanche it. So our first snowflake, so to speak, was our first show, our, that video. And then we were able to... Was that here? Was that here? Was that at Bombay? That's right. It was still water. We now take a break from our regularly scheduled programming for this word from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen... Do you like eating sandwiches? I know I do. I love sandwiches. I I like pickles in my sandwich. Now, where you can go for some good sandwiches is Stillwater Sights and Sounds. They got sandwiches out the wazoo with pickles and even some cheese. There might be bread on the sandwich. You need bread on a sandwich, don't you? That's right, and Stillwater Sights and Sounds, they, they got the best bread in the world for their sandwiches. They even cut the crust off for you. They do do that, and also if you like liquids, they will give you a liquid beverage of your choice that you have to pay for. That's right, and also they have alcohol, if that's what the beverage you're talking about. And the alcohol get in your system, it'll make you all woozy, I like that. That's right. You can get woozy at Stillwater Spirits and Sounds. Thanks for listening. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. 
we're back. Welcome back to Inspirado Projecto. <laughs> we, we, we are in fact back. Now, where can people find any of the uh, any of your stuff? Uh, Spotify, iTunes. Oh, no, uh, well, the new the new band. Do, do you guys have like a social networking stuff? Yeah, it's all my. It's still under Thomas Gardner Jr. Oh. Everything. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, so if you go to Thomas Gardner Jr. Facebook page, Instagram, at Thomas Gardner Jr. That's Jr. Thomas Gardner Jr. All one word. Yeah. Look for it, ladies and gentlemen. It's out there. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Oh, do do you have um, uh, songs by that band? Oh wait. So you said you didn't record the new songs that you're working on, right? I don't have new songs, but I, I have two new songs that I wrote and the band kind of helped me record. Uh, but we're probably not. I don't know. We might release it under free ninety nines. I don't know. It's like they're kind of on it. They're kind of not. So what are you doing that sort of thing? That's yeah, that's true. That's true. The songs again put out at some point. Yeah, that's right. Know. So yeah. I'm uh, brainstorming yeah. a music video for one of the songs. Oh good. And uh, I'm gonna do that and release the song. I think I'm gonna do like a single with like a two a two sided single. Even though there's no such thing as sides anymore. But you know, like two songs and uh, with one lead lead single. You gonna release an LP? Hopefully someday. You mean like a like vinyl? Yeah, and a vinyl. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Do you hear that? The so crickles loud. and the crackles. Yeah, that's definitely on the list someday, for sure. I love, I love vinyl. So especially now, it's like that we've gone to digital. Yeah. It's interesting how like, I just don't want to like if I'm gonna have something physical, I want it to be vinyl. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And just like CDs, like. Yeah, it's cool for a car. Like, does anybody ever listen to a CD not in a car now? When was the last time you listened to a CD not in a car? Not a, you just a don't. while ago. You just don't. Yeah, no. And it's like, and even in the car, most people are listening to their phones now. That's true. So, That's true. Yeah, CD's kind of gone, but it's just cool having a vinyl because it's so big. You know what I mean? You get to look at the uh, front and the back, and then you pull out the liner notes. Hopefully there's lyrics in there, like the oh, old school yeah. stuff, and you can read I love reading long lyrics with songs and, and the artwork and stuff. If you were to, so for your album, let's say, do have you already kind of thought in your brain like how you might set up an album, the art, whether it be artwork or photos no, of I, you? I want to finish the songs before I kind of like. I feel like the artwork needs to reflect the songs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if there's like an overall theme of the album, not that it's going to be like a concept album, but you know, if there's an overall like, if the songs are all about love, then maybe the you know. And whatever the the title of the album, the artwork kind of needs to reflect that. So I tend to do that last, which is you know always makes you like last minute when you're trying to release it. Like oh, I gotta put the artwork together. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got to see the releases in a month or something like that. So uh, it makes it fun. It's it must be tricky because you're coming up with a theme that represents the songs, and so whatever that image is, that's always going to be the thing that's attached to right. the music you're listening to. You know, same thing with band names. You know, there's some of those bands out there that I'm like uh, a little iffy on names, but I'm like the music is so good. You know, I'm like if they change the, you know, made a name that kind of fit the music, yeah, right? Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes you'll hear bands like Incubus. I don't know, like yeah, right. Think this sounds like a death metal band or something. Like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it does, it does. Um. So okay. Um, oh gosh, there was something else I was going to ask you concerning. Oh yeah, your music, the, the recording process. That's what I want to ask you. How long does it usually um, take for you to record a song? Five like, hours. Do, do you give yourself a, a time limit? Do you? No, there's no time limit. It's just like uh, it depends on how many hours you can get in the studio. Ideally, you go in over a weekend and you get all the recording done, but that rarely happens. 
but I want to do that with the free 99s. Like, I, I'm thinking I'm going to bring, like, the five guy, us five in, and get all the basic stuff done, and then you can add stuff here and there. But if you get it all done, four or five songs on a weekend, <laughs> then I'll have a nice EP, you know? But, oh, yeah, in good. general, I mean, sometimes I, I do stuff at night. I'll do I'll put in, like, three hours here, three hours there, th- you know? You gotta get figure out when people are available and blah blah, blah and that kind of thing. So it ends up taking a while. Do you do you have any intentions of releasing a Japanese import? Yes, I'm gonna fly to Japan, record an album in Japan, and then only release it in Japan and see if anybody imports it. And if nobody does, I'm sending you to go get it. I remember in high school that that was <clears throat> like a big deal to like, oh my god, this Japanese import, and there are these like yeah, two yeah. or three songs on there that you will not get on the American yeah, import, yeah. and it was oh always like this god. special thing, right? Yeah. And it was like maybe only three or four songs, but it was like a forty-five dollars, you know, or something to get it from Japan, and I was like, I always got such a kick out of that. Well, I remember when like this is probably around like two thousand, which when it was like there was like all these bootleg CDs being made, when it would be like thirty songs of like. All the best songs from all the best albums. You know what I mean? All oh, the best yeah. songs from the albums, from like a bunch of different albums, and then a bunch of good songs that were like bootleg releases. Yeah, and it would yeah. all be on one CD. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't released by the band. It was like somebody was, you know, somebody was bootlegging it, basically. Yeah, yeah someone then, cobbled it together. And there was something about that that really made it, I don't know what it was, yeah, but it really yeah. made it special, right? Right, and it was just probably some <laughs> Joe Blow like making right. bank off of it. That's right. Know, right. It was like, it, it was like, and if you, like I went back and looked at a few of them, and there were like CDRs basically that they had like put, oh. put like a sticker over the top of, yeah. and like you know, so it wasn't even like a real CD. It was just like somebody was burning them off their computer and selling them at CD stores. You know what we need to do? We need to find. We need to. Um, if you if we if you got any friends who like speak Japanese or write Japanese, you could always just pretend it was a Japanese import, right? <laughs> right. So you put out the songs that are already on the <laughs> on the free ninety nines album, yeah. and then add those two extra songs, and you put all that Japanese writing under there and make it look like it came in as a Japanese yeah. import. Yeah. I mean, Japanese that could be. Yeah, now it's right. like we're totally out of so many wrinkles. You're never gonna be able to keep track. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's funny how it just went out went away with. Oh, like like everything's online almost now. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. almost anything, even like rarities. You just type it into YouTube. You want to hear it? There's a few songs though that are out that like I can't get on <laughs> iTunes or Spotify. There's like an Amy Winehouse song called "Help Yourself" that was only released in the UK. Oh wow! And like you can't listen to it if you're in the US on Spotify. Like you have to go to YouTube to listen to it. It's crazy how they do And even stuff YouTube like that. might be like I think YouTube might have cracked down on it too now. Great. Hello, how are you? Thank you. Thanks. What was your name? Shannon saw me. Well, what's my name? Tommy. What's his oh. name? <laughs> Johan. Yeah, jo- that's me. Jo- <laughs> How did you remember Johan? That's so crazy. <laughs> Johan. <laughs> she knew it. She knew it. Anyway, before we were rudely interrupted by yeah. the waitress. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Well, I was thinking, like, the, it, even if you were to burn them on the CDs and just in the regular CDR things, it might be fun to hide your albums. I'm just imagining this is what I would do: is uh, hide them like in the shelves of Amoeba or any other like just like Amoeba is the only place left. So just well, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, only just pretty much Amoeba. Hide them in the shelves with the other with the other albums, and then so then when someone looks through and they find it. There's no tag on it or anything. They go up to the person at the register. They're like, oh, I want to buy this thing. And they're like, wait, well, it's not in our system. Just go ahead and have it. And then it becomes this, like, really intriguing thing. They're like, That's like the wait a second, what is joke this? When he's like, this CD is in stores. He's like, the only way my CD gets in stores is if I go in there and leave it. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, 
He predicted the future. I realized. No, I did not. That is for sale. That's right. He's alphabetizing. That's right. Alphabetizing. <laughs> so there it is. You can you can take take the Mitch Hedberg thing and just actually implant it. You can actually sell your CDs on Amoeba, though. It's uh, oh. they, do, they do a consignment thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know they did something like that. Yeah, I've done it. Oh, that's good. You know, just sold some CDs out of Amoeba, but. I don't really even know. So, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that? You can hear Thomas Gar- Jar- uh, Gardner Jr. <laughs> Gardner Jr. You got- <laughs> Thomas Gardner Jr. <laughs> Gardner Jr. That's awesome. Gardner Jr. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a, like a cowboy name. Gardner Jr. or something. Uh-oh, it's Gardner Jr., the fastest dr- guns in the West. Maybe I should just cut out the Thomas, and I'll be Gardner Jr. Gardner Jr. Gardner. I mean... Oh, that's why I accidentally said Jarner Goon. Jarner Goon. <laughs> He's like a goon. He's yeah, a that's right. Jarner Goonier. So, um, did you hear that, folks? His stuff is at Amoeba. What would they? What was it filed under? Would you say? Hopefully, G. G. I don't know. I'd say Hired under G. Yeah. What? 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 What genre or subgenre would they put it under? I think folk. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, folk. That's good. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're anywhere in the vicinity of uh, Amoeba Records on Sunset. Right, Sunset or Coenga. It's on Coenga, Sunset Coenga and Coenga. It's on that corner. Um, you can find his music there, which is so kick-ass. You can put it in your boombox. And not uh, in the Los Angeles area, you can just go online like every other person. In that's the world true. That's and true. Just listen to songs. You know, everyone like I said this at my last show. I was like, everyone's like, "How much are your CDs?" I'm like, "They're four bucks," but I mean, you can just listen to it online for free. <laughs> it's like, let's not like shit ourselves. I mean, what? I'm not. Thomas Carter Jr. Make no mistake, he's a terrific businessman. Just That's uh... right. I mean, <laughs> listen. At this point, I, but I, well, I make a point. At this, it's like if you're gonna buy the the actual CD, you're just supporting the artist, which I yeah. approve of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I buy CDs. So I'm like, this guy, this person is awesome. They should be further than they are. I'm gonna buy their CD. And, you know, maybe I'll listen to it in my car. But that's why it's good to have vinyl, because a lot of people have record players now, and if like, you're going to buy something physical, it's cool to, like, collect vinyl. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the... It's... Vinyl still amazes me. The thing about it, there's, like, a needle and a groove. Yeah. And a whole sound... Of, you, know, you can listen to a past... A past point in time through Dude. a piece of... Of like vinyl and and a diamond tip needle. Yeah, it's and like, all it is these little squigglies on there. I remember we had I grew up with we had a record player and sometimes I would play the I would play it but without it playing through the speakers. And you could put your ear up to yeah, it and you, you could hear those hear little it. sounds coming through there. Those little tiny little tiny little yeah. tinny sounds. And you're going, how the hell is this possible? It's How's so this crazy. happening? How did someone actually figure out how to actually? That cutting that that's that you can actually somehow capture that sound and even cut it into a groove in the first place is crazy. I, I still don't really understand it. I mean, I get it, like the science of it, I get it, but it's still like it's one of those things that's like you can explain it to me a thousand times and I'll still think it's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it is. Here's David Bowie. Ladies jumping. Go out and li- listen for his music. It's out there. Thomas Gardner Jr. He's all over the place. Um, check them out live when you get the opportunity, and you don't know right now where you might play live. If you were to if you were to say where you'd play live next, where would that be? Do you I think play, I do play at Hotel Cafe a lot, but I'm oh. thinking about playing somewhere different this time. So keep keep your ear to the ground, everybody. That's right, folks. We we shall talk more later. Hey, hold on, I got some. Oh yes, yes. Oh, this is Baba Bowie from Yachtly Crew, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Inspirado. You don't suck the people this past standing here!